This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I'd like to be able to. Anyway. I'm. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Through the door. My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What he might be doing here. My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm president. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea. I want to thank and recognize Dr. John John King Kingerson. Another disastrous day in the life of President Joe Biden, mumbling and stumbling through Martin Luther King Jr. activities, forgetting the name of the United States Supreme Court Justice that he just had nominated and was put onto the court bench. Singing, stupefying, mindless, and it appears now, ladies and gentlemen, that as a result of all these top secret papers, these papers that have been squirreled away over the years by then Vice President Joe Biden, God only knows all the different places he squirreled them away, a clutterer, no doubt. Hey, I'm a clutterer myself. I know exactly what it's like. You put things away, you forget where you put them, except in the case of the President Joe Biden, the dementia and uh, the Alzheimer's is clearly kicking in. And it just seems that his fellow Democrats are smelling blood in the water. And look at the calendar. We're in uh, January. Before you know it, it will be February and then March. And this year of 2023, mark it down on your calendar. The Ides of March will fall on March 15th. And we've already seen some Democrats emerge over the weekend to suggest that there needs to be a serious deep dive into the Joe Biden administration with Hunter Biden on the ropes. And then we saw Adam Schiff, who may turn out to be the Brutus of the Ides of March on uh, March 15th. Watch that closely in the House. 
And then we have to see who it is that emerges as his Democratic uh, brother in solidarity or sister in solidarity in the United States Senate, who then turns uh, and pulls out the long knives and begin the um, bisection and dissection of this president, rendering him completely uh, disabled. So that the Democrats themselves realize that even if he wants to run for another term in office, that he's not going to be able to run because the roadblocks have already been put up. Well, that's uh, the ongoing investigation of all the different places that Joe Biden has squirreled away, those top secret papers, which to me is a non-issue. Just as it was a non-issue with Donald Trump down in Mar-a-Lago when the FBI bum-rushed his house. Uh, his private sanctuary, and began even going through uh, the personal items of his wife, Melania. That was ridiculous. And all about papers that are probably of no consequence whatsoever. Anybody who has ever been involved with the federal government, I certainly requested my FBI file, which was voluminous, which was stacked from end to end, and everything that was labeled confidential, everything that was redacted, when I was finally able to get through the Freedom of Information Act, suggested to me uh, by Norman Siegel, then of the New York Civil Liberties Union, he'd say, man, you probably have a file a mile deep with the FBI. At that time, there was forever busting Italians. That's what the acronym stood for. Before the attack on 9-11 and then FBI, the acronym stood for forever busting uh, Islamists. And I remember going through the file. Paper after paper that was in, uh, that was stamped confidential, uh, and then everything was redacted. It was like, it made no sense to even go for a Freedom of Information Act. And the little thing that I could read that was visible, that was not redacted, made no sense whatsoever. And that's on the smallest level, my level, the peon level. You know all the paperwork that is marked confidential or top secret. You know all the presidents and other officials who have taken top secret and confidential paperwork in the past. And there's no doubt probably the only one I've said it over and over because he was probably the only honest president. Unfortunately, one of the weakest, if not the weakest, we've ever had, Jimmy Carter. Who at the time, in giving an interview to Playboy magazine, told them that even to think of having sex outside of marriage was a sin. Just to think of it as our first evangelical president. And a person uh, who uh, is a deep believer, even teaches Bible school well into his 90s in Plains, Georgia. And quite frankly, when we look back at Jimmy Carter, he didn't, uh, he didn't end up with a hell of a lot of wealth. I'm not going to say he's poor and impoverished. I'm not going to say he's blue collar, working class. But I would bet you he didn't take any confidential papers with him. He didn't take any top secret papers with him. And so I'm just saying it should all be a wash, especially... With Donald Trump mocking Biden over and over on the document scandal, which he has a right to do, but then says to add insult to injury, I have info on everyone. Sort of like p- taking a page out of J. Edgar Hoover, who is the most vile, despicable of the many bad FBI directors. They ought to take his name off the building. They're planning to build a new FBI building, I think, across. Across the Potomac, uh, either in Arlington or Alexandria or Maryland is vying for it. Don't ever name anything after that guy. I mean, that guy was the worst. And so now all of a sudden, 
Here is uh, Donald Trump, our former president, saying he has info on everybody. Hey, out with the old, in with the new. All of you Trumpers, forget Trump. He should just retire to Mar-a-Lago, play golf the rest of his life, take care of his business. And then with uh, Uncle Joe Biden, it may well be time for a long-term senior citizen uh, health care facility because he's going, going fast. So mark it down on your calendar. I believe by March the 15th will be the anniversary of the Ides of March, the assassination of Julius Caesar by a two Brutus and Cassius that we've already seen Schiff emerge with the long knife. We now await to see which Democrat in the Senate emerges to stick the Shiv in Joe Biden so that he will not have any chance of running for reelection again. But on that note, let's look at other things that are happening I uh, looked to all of you across uh, the Hudson River in New Jersey and I wondered constantly why, oh, why you have this fixation on anybody who is involved in Goldmine Sachs. Goldmine Sachs, which not only has offices in New York, although they're closing quickly and they're fleeing south of the border to Texas, but Goldmine Sachs, which also has offices in what is called Little Wall Street, uh, the exchange uh, which is right in Jersey City, which has offices of pretty much the Fortune 500 companies and banks that are on the other side of the Hudson and Wall Street. Uh, first brought there by Brent Schundler when my Kumbadichi Rudy Giuliani was not focused on economic development, just driving down crime when he was first elected. And Brent Schundler encouraged many of these bankers, many of these stockbrokers, many of these hedge fund monster firms to come on over to Exchange Place in Jersey City. <laughs> that was an incredible feat. Well, Goldmine Sachs' profits have plummeted from a deal-making drought. The quarterly profit was $1.33 billion. Oh, I'm going to cry for them, right? Down 66% from a year ago. They're doing mass layoffs. Goldmine Sachs, right, which has produced... Uh, maybe the worst governor in the history of New Jersey, John Corazon. Then all of you out there in New Jersey decided, hey, we love somebody who uh, worked for Goldmine Sachs. Uh, oh, that's half in the bag, always smashed Governor Murphy, who is now ter- term limited, thank God. And waiting in the wings is uh, uh, our own uh, Gnome, uh, Gnome Layden's uh, best friend up there in the Heights in uh, Jersey City with the hipsters and millennials, uh, Mayor Fulop whose claim to fame is he's a graduate of Goldmine Sachs. And again, this is a firm which historically has sold stock to suckers. They sell you the stock. They tell you they're going to do their best to get you a return on your investment. And as soon as you walk out the door, as soon as you shake their hand, they short the stocks. So they get you coming and they get you going, and people still keep going on that treadmill with Goldmine Sachs. And then, oh, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. People are starting to feel sorry for Tom Brady, who decided he was going to play another year, even though that obviously, maybe looking back at it, is not something he should have done. Why would you feel sorry for Tom Brady? Look what he has done, not for football and football fans over the years and the New England Patriots of Coach Belichick and the Brady Bunch when he really established his bona fides. But look at what he was just guilty of, along with other freakazoids, trendoids, jet setters, getting millions and millions of dollars from Boy FTX, right? Sam Coins, which are now scam coins. He's under house arrest in Palo Alto and in Mommy and Daddy's mansion there. 
in uh, Palo Alto, and he's welcoming guests. He's being interviewed. He's getting other cryptocurrency pirates to uh, visit him. Blockchain criminals, Bitcoin criminals are visiting him on a regular basis. Uh, I never knew that those were the rules and regulations of house arrest. He's got the bracelet on, the fortune off bracelet around his ankle. But, oh, my God, throw this guy in jail. Put him in a federal pen. This is this is going from the sublime to the ridiculous. And then I hear all these people saying, oh, you know, Tom Brady's career looks all but done. As speculation now begins. Hey, what about the millions that he took from FTX? What about the millions that he and his wife, the high fashion model from Brazil, Bunchen, stole from stole from investors by telling them that they invested in FTX? And a lot of people were suckers and did likewise, and they've lost everything. They've lost all their investments, all their equity. And people are feeling sorry for Tom Brady. How about giving all that money back? How about the millions that he took from FTX and scammed investors along with his wife at the time? And Larry David, that's right, Larry David, who did exactly that. And we can go down a whole laundry list of all those who endorsed and claimed that they had invested in FTX Sam coins, which are now scam coins. How about giving the money back? Oh, that ain't happening. And then finally... No, she's not the United States Supreme Court Justice that Joe Biden had forgotten yesterday at the ceremonies at the National Action Network gathering in Washington, D.C. last night on the stage. Excuse me, during the afternoon on the stage. It's Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee who introduced a bill criminalizing the conspiracy to commit white supremacy. So that quickly means that this legislation, which would basically uh, cause you to be arrested by the FBI, introduced last Monday, seeks to prevent and prosecute white supremacy-inspired hate crime and conspiracy to commit white supremacy. Basically, also, if you are in the midst of criticizing African Americans, and if you're in the midst of criticizing people who are of a black heritage, West Indians, Caribbeans, those who are from, uh, I call, OA original Africans, that might be considered on the road, on the treadmill, to urging white supremacy. So it's not just uh, to criminalize the conspiracy to commit white com- uh, white uh, supremacy, but it would include any criticism of non-white people that influences someone who commits a hate crime. Now, I'm wondering, Lou, uh, since I'm constantly bashing and trashing out Slim Shady Sharpton, and by the way, at all these National Action Network events yesterday to memorialize Martin Luther King Jr., did anybody in the crowd say, hey, is Tawana Brawley in the house? Remember, she's living in Maryland. You would have thought that she would have been a primetime guest of Al Slim Shady Sharpton at the Washington event that the, pre- the president was mumbling and stumbling in. No, 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 no. Nobody mentions Tawana Rowley any longer. The fraud. You talk about George Santos being a fraud. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. But in reality, the fraud of all frauds that was pulled in our lifetime was the scam of claiming that Tawana Brawley was raped and sexually assaulted by Stephen Pagonas. Al Slim Shady Sharpton, Mason and Maddox, the three stooges, went up to Poughkeepsie, went up there and destroyed the family of Stephen Pagonas. 
and he uh, lost the civil trial, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, and others jumped in to pay, and he never apologized. And yet, nobody ever brings up Tawana Brawley any longer. Not even on Martin Luther King Jr. Day when the National Action Network has a gathering in New York and Washington, D. simultaneously. Well, let me be the last one standing and stand up and loudly say, whatever happened with Tawana Brawley? Why did you destroy Stephen Pagonas? Why did you create racial division in the Mid-Hudson Valley? Why, oh, why, oh, why, and to this day, he refuses to answer that question. In fact, he'll take that to his grave, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, as they fed him as America's black leader. And you say to yourself, why do blacks need a leader? Whites don't have a leader. Hispanics don't have a leader. Asians don't have a leader. Why does white media insist that America must have an African-American leader? Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I left my heart in San Francisco. Oh, the Astoria kid, Tony Bennett. Great song, and it's being sung right now, Lou and Macedonian Phil, by O.J. Simpson, who resides in Las Vegas. Now, now why am I saying that? Because he got hors d'oeuvres from Brian Kilme and then from uh, Bill O'Reilly. They talked about San Francisco's reparations committee proposing $5 million to each black longtime resident and total debt forgiveness. But nobody ever thought, who might that apply to? That would apply to O.J. Simpson. Why do I say O.J. Simpson? Because you have to look at the rules of what this committee has suggested would require the residents of San Francisco to cough up $5 million per African-American who could prove the following. That they're 18 years old and have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. That's O.J. Simpson. That they were born in San Francisco between 1940 and 1996. That's O.J. Simpson. And has proof of residency in San Francisco that existed for at least 13 years. Well, that's O.J. Simpson. He lived in San Francisco until his uh, senior year. In high school, and then he went, as you know, to USC, and you know the rest of the story. Well, you should know that O.J. Simpson was born and raised in San Francisco when I started the Guardian Angels there many, many years ago. They said, oh, you got to come up to Sunnyvale, uh, Petrero Hill. They had the public housing projects. They overlooked the bay. Such a gorgeous view. And they're low-rise public housing projects. And O.J. Simpson was born in Petrero Hill. His mother, Eunice, was a hospital administrator. His father, Jimmy Lee Simpson, was a chef. And yes, a well-known drag queen down in the Castro section. So look how this would apply to O.J. Simpson. And you know damn well, if this becomes reality in the city of San Francisco, I guarantee you O.J. Simpson is going to apply for the $5 million, even though he's living in Las Vegas. The rules do not exclude that. And the debt forgiveness, because remember, even though he was exonerated in a criminal court trial, 
of slitting the throats of his former wife, uh, Nicole Brown, and her boyfriend, Ron Goldman. Remember, he lost in the civil trial. He's never paid any money in the civil trial. So all of that would be forgiven. So focus on that. I mean, that's something to think about. That's something that most people don't know. O.J. Simpson was born and raised in the projects of Potrero Hill in San Francisco, lived there for a full 18 years, and according to the rules and regulations of this uh, reparations committee, he could get $5 million and have total debt forgiveness. And I kid you not, you better believe that there are probably lawyers who have represented him who are having a meeting with him right now said, O.J., if this becomes a law in San Francisco, you get five mil and you will never have to pay a nickel, dime, or penny to the families uh, in that civil trial of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. Anyway, let's go to the issue of immigration because, oh, my God, uh, you would think that all of a sudden that um, – Eric Adams is leading the effort to close immigration to the city of New York. He's not. For five months, he ignored it, going well back to August. His uh, sponsor, his mentor, somebody who he stands side by side with, in fact, has continued to encourage uh, the illegal aliens to flood in to New York City and New York State. That's the schmuck. That's the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, and he has never criticized this. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Oh. No matter how many illegals there are here. You know, I think that Chuck Schumer should go over to Red China, mainland China, because Red China's population has shrunk for the first time since the 1960s in a seismic shift. Maybe he should go over there and encourage them to have more babies. You know, no marital contraceptives, no condoms, no birth control. Oh, my God. Uh, we got to be fornicating and copulating, right? Nobody's challenging Schumer on that. And, of course, the ally of Eric Adams, who went down and continues to go down and welcome the illegal aliens as they get off the uh, Greyhound buses, the trips paid for by Catholic charities. By the way, not with Catholic Church money, with the money that the federal government cycles through Catholic charities that has turned this into a business and a racket. Uh, Eric Adams has to uh, confront Cardinal Dolan, who continues to welcome in these illegal aliens and continues from his bully pulpit to say the following. These just aren't cases. These just aren't uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey. But yet they're filled. There's, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Yeah, the church has been encouraging the illegal aliens to come in. They want to fill up their pews on Sunday. And they want the fat cash from the taxpayers cycled through the federal government. It goes to Catholic charities, which has become a racket, a business in transporting them from the southern border right into New York. And then there are the words of Eric Adams himself. You see, I don't forget. 
Politicians, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, expect that you, those of you who are voters or not voters or inhale or exhale or do not, that in fact you forget what they said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago. They, 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 they talk amongst one another, Democrats and Republicans, that the public is stupid. They really believe all of you are stupid. And you do not remember in his $5,000 customized suit, Eric Adams going down to the Port Authority, welcoming the illegals and saying that they're entitled to benefits that even born and bred Americans who are down on their luck aren't even entitled to. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Yeah, meantime, he's saying there's no room uh, in the end to his uh, propaganda minister, Sid Rosenberg, of our morning show. And yet has just signed a $250 million uh, contract to house more of the illegals in empty hotels, no-tell motels, Holiday Inn Expresses, uh, Super 8s, Motel 6s, uh, always friends. Uh, you got to follow the money. Friends of Eric Adams, friends of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, contributors who will end up getting paid money that doesn't bounce because it's a government check, and they'll have to do nothing in return. Nobody talks about that. Oh, nobody talks about that. Again, this is a racket bringing in illegal aliens. There's a lot of money to be made. And then, of course, if Eric Adams was really serious about dealing with the illegal aliens flooding into our city, and they continue to come in each and every day, when he was down at the border in El Paso, he would have met with with ICE, Immigration and Naturalization Service Agents, who every day, I can't say it enough, throughout our tri-state area, wake up, they put on bulletproof vests, they have to go out with weapons, they have to serve retainers against illegals who have come here, who have broken the law, maybe in their country of uh, origin, they're wanted on warrants that they fled from for really serious crimes, murder, drug dealing, pedophilia, sexual assault, sex trafficking, narco-terrorism, the whole nine yards, or when they're here... They committed crimes, and now they have to be arrested. They have to be prosecuted in our federal system or local system, depending on the nature of the crime. And then ICE has to make sure that they do their time in local jails or local prisons or federal prisons. And then they have to be deported back to their country of origin. Out of the many people that Eric Adams interviewed and discussed on the border of El Paso, the problems... He was escorted there by the Texas National Guard. He met with border control. He did not meet with ICE because Democrats here in the city of New York have always called ICE thugs, just like then-Governor Andrew Evilice Cuomo. You can't erase this. He said it over and over, never called MS-13 thugs or 18th Street, the illegal aliens who came into Brentwood, came into uh, Central Islip came into Hampton Bay, came into Hempstead and began to control there until Trump 
and his attorney general at that time, Beauregard, came in and cracked down on MS-13 and 18th Street. But remember what Cuomo said then? And all Democrats continue to believe now. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Now, Eric Adams took the same position, I know, because I ran against him in the mayoral uh, contest. And he had no room uh, to consider ICE to be a legitimate law enforcement agency that should be cooperated with by the NYPD. They are forbidden to coordinate and communicate with ICE. They are forbidden the state. Uh, court system through Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who continues on the fact that we're a sanctuary state and Eric Adams is sanctuary city. This goes back to Ed Koch when he was mayor, every mayor since. This goes back to governors uh, almost uh, right after Nelson Rockefeller. Every governor since, Republican or Democrat, they have all presided over a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, and now it's all come to the surface And the question is, do we continue to call ourselves a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state? Because if we do, then we are Papa Chulo. We say, who's your daddy? And we keep welcoming in, uh, welcoming in the illegals and subsidizing them through our tax dollars. Spectacular. Now here's the sin wrap up. Oi. No, it's Kissy Poo. It's the Sid rap. And I know Lou is upset, and I know uh, Macedonian Phil upset, because they don't get to do it along with Justin Ellick, because, let's face it, they'd be kissing Sid's enormous ass. I don't do that. And I hate Barney. I hated Barney when I had to watch uh, that show. With my three sons as they were growing up, I would have pulled out a forty-four Magnum and, like Elvis, blown them away in the TV screen. Although I didn't have the money, like Elvis, to say to Red, head of the uh, Memphis Mafia, hey, Red, go get me another TV set. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, today it was more kissy-kissy Eric Adams on Sid Rosenberg's show. He is the minister of propaganda for Eric Adams. There's no doubt about it. Whatever Eric Adams wants, Sid uh, speaks. Uh, he basically is like a Dunkin' yo-yo in the hands of Eric Adams who says, I got that cracker. I got that cracker. First, uh, Sid's uh, job now in the morning show is to reel in people and to get them to come on board. The SS Eric Adams ship, as he's saying, Eric Adams is... Uh, Basically a Republican. That's his new line, his new propaganda line. But first, he reeled in Judge Jean, uh, uh, Jeanine Pirro this morning. I give him credit, and I've been a big critic of Eric Adams. You know what? Get out there, and all we want is for people to be honest, guys. Just be honest, and we'll support you regardless of your party. Well, Judge, that's what we need. And that was Jeanine Pirro essentially drinking the Kool-Aid of seeing Eric Adams down at the border. Remember, all he wants is $2 billion. He's trying to shake the Biden administration. Remember, he's the Biden in Brooklyn. He wants the $2 billion. He wants the money. So he's going to go wherever it is. 
show me the money, show me the money. That's what it's all about with Eric Adams. So uh, Sid was doing his job as the propaganda minister. He was reeling in Judge Jeanine Pirro. And joining him this morning was Andrew Giuliani, who described the look on Sid's face, propaganda minister for Eric Adams, as Judge uh, Jeanine Pirro was saying those words of praise for his uh, newfound friend, Eric Adams. I am looking at Sid Rosenberg across the studio right now, and I have to tell you, he looks as proud so as happy. a father whose son just scored the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl right now. There just now. may be a seat for you at the next yeah. dinner with Sid well, Rosenberg and Mayor Eric Adams. Well, I don't know if Curtis Lee will get invited. Well, they're damn right I won't get invited. But let's look at all the people that Sid Rosenberg has promised dinners with, with Eric Adams. Remember, it was a month ago he swore that Eric Adams would have dinner with Mike Kumbaricic, the greatest mayor of the city of New York we've ever had, Rudy Giuliani. That never happened. Then, actually, last week, Eric Adams was talking with Bill O'Reilly, and he goes, he added on to it. He said, I'm telling you, Bill, the mayor is going to go out with me, and you were going to have dinner at Osteria La Baia, uh, where the mayor's two uh, felony friends, uh, these are felons. Uh, that no cop could ever go into that uh, restaurant and have a meal or they'd lose their shielded gun. But the mayor can hang out with felons morning, noon, and night. And nobody, nobody holds them accountable except for me. But he swore to Bill O'Reilly that, yeah, we'll go to Osteria La, La Biaia right there at West 52nd Street. By the way, it's a horrible restaurant owned by the crooked Petrosians. And then we'll go and we'll sit courtside and watch a Nick game. Now, Sid went on record, and Bill O'Reilly was, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. And now he's holding out the prospect probably next for Judge Jeanine Pirro. Yeah, I'll take you out for dinner with Eric Adams. That ain't going to happen. And Andrew uh, Giuliani, he's working on Andrew Giuliani. I hope that Andrew Giuliani is not going not gonna to drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. Can I hear that again, Lou, please? Can I hear as Andrew Giuliani was calling him out this morning, describing the look on his face when Judge Jeanine Pirro was drinking the Eric Adams Kool-Aid. I am looking at Sid Rosenberg across the studio right now, and I have to tell you, he looks as proud so as happy. a father whose son just scored the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl right now. There just now. may be a seat for you at the next yeah. dinner with Sid well, Rosenberg and Mayor Eric Adams. Well, I don't know if Curtis Lee ah, will get invited. Well, hell no, I won't. But Sid is solidifying his position as propaganda minister for Eric Adams, his newfound uh, friend. Notice, when Bernard McGurk was alive, that never happened. Bernard McGurk, unfortunately, passed away too, far too early in his life. And again, I can't warn all of you enough. Man, you got to get a prostate cancer test. Uh, do it in memory of Bernard McGurk. Simple blood test. They prick your finger. If there's any problems, they have so many solutions now, but you got to catch it early. 99% of it is curable. Look, even I and Rudy Giuliani, we waited too long. And I know I suffer the ramifications of waiting too long, but at least I'm alive. It didn't metastasize, and it didn't for Rudy, but it did for Bernard McGurk. That's why I opened the, uh, the show and I continue to always remember the legacy of Bernard McGurk. And uh, guys, you got to get that uh, prostate cancer test. Women, you got to get your man. I give you permission to nag them, beseech them, children, grandchildren. Get them to take that test starting at the age of 40. 
And I digress there for a very good purpose, to help save lives in honor of Bernard McGurk. But here's Sid Rosenberg talking about after the death of his partner, Bernard McGurk, he decided he would take a pirouette and he would do what was in the best interest of the city of New York. I have the last couple of months made it my business to spend time with the mayor, Janine. I think you know this. We've gone for dinner on occasion. I help him feed the homeless on Wednesday nights because I came to the realization that city is more important to me than my politics. And if Eric Adams is willing to listen to a conservative, a Republican, and actually do something about it, why wouldn't I take that opportunity? And he is willing. That says a lot. Oh, Eric was probably listening to that saying, I got this cracker. Good job, Sid. Good job. And then... This is really the purpose of Sid being the propaganda minister for Eric Adams. Look, Eric Adams, if you don't know him, he's really almost a Republican. I know he's a Democrat mayor, but if well, you, you really, know him, I know him. I sit down, have dinner with the guy. He's almost a Republican. He's not, not not even close to one of these real, real Democrats. So I'm not surprised that Eric Adams is starting to go the other way. Ah, uh, And he said that to Brian Kilmeade. So you see, he's doing his job well. He's a good cracker. And by the way, this is the move. Eric Adams already facing uh, potential re-election problems on the far left in the Democratic Party. They've done this twice before. They've come forward and they've said, Republicans, you can't elect anybody citywide. You know, it's hopeless. So just switch, become a rent-a-wreck Democrat and help keep somebody like Eric Adams in office rather than have somebody radical like AOC. You watch. And more, more Republicans will become Democrats, never to switch back. That's all part of the philosophy. They've done it twice before. And now Sid is the ringleader of this as the propaganda minister for Eric Adams' swagger man with no plan. 